And welcome to a bonus episode of the Udami Hello podcast. Today we are going to be recapping this past Sunday's WWE NXT TakeOver War Games from the Capitol Wrestling Center uh, at the Performance Center in Orlando, Florida. Uh, why are you laughing at me? <laughs> Such a silly name. <laughs> from the CWC. Uh, the War Games. I love the War Games uh, pay-per-view, the annual pay-per-view for NXT. Um, if you um, don't remember, um, there were uh, two uh, War Games matches from this past Sunday uh, where two teams are contained in separate cages with one member of each team starting that match. And after five minutes, a member from each uh, team is released uh, to enter the match. I'm sorry, one one team. And then after a three-minute period, alternating members from each team will enter until all of the competitors are inside the cage. Once all competitors are in the cage, War Games officially begins. You uh, cannot escape or leave the cage, or you will forfeit the match for your team. And the only way to win the match is by pinfall or submission. So this year there were two of them. There was a women's match and a men's match. Uh, Andy and I um, watched the pay-per-view live on Sunday night, and um, we're going to recap that for you today. Uh, Andy, what do you think? You know, you said to me when we first started watching that night, you're like, isn't there a top to War Games? And I remember being like, no, there isn't. But in the original, you know, NWA, WCW, there was a top to the cage. Um, and they don't do that anymore. Obviously now, because you can have people jumping off and doing crazy things, uh, it just brings more excitement than having that top of the cage. Um, so definitely a little different feel than the original old school war games but you know they you know wwe nxt you know they made it their own so um uh, you know undisputed era was in the men's match and they are like the um staple of war games yeah uh, i think they've have they been in every single one um, they were definitely in last year's for sure possibly even the one before that yeah yeah and i remember the the previous ones were really good so i had high expectations going into this because just like you this is one of my favorite pay-per-views of theirs um i haven't been following nxt as closely um lately you know i've been kind of reading up on it and watching things here and there so um some of the angles uh, i'm kind of getting brought into here so i went in with a fresh point of view Um, well, first off, um, the women's match for, uh, the war games, it was team Shotzi, which is Shotzi Blackheart, Ember Moon, Rhea Ripley, and Io Shirai versus team Candice, which was Candice LeRae, Dakota Kai, Raquel Gonzalez, and Tony Storm, uh, being the heels. Um, for the war games match here, the card was stacked. Um, I was mentioning it to you, um, while we were watching it that I, I, I think everybody in this match is a great wrestler. Um, mm. uh, some of my favorites of all time, Dakota Kai, Tony Storm, Candice LeRae, um, and some new favorites of mine, Ember Moon, Io Shirai, Shotzi Blackheart. So just a ton of people. I think Raquel Gonzalez for me was the weak link um, in the entire match, but still a great wrestler. Yeah. And I really like on paper, I feel like this should have been the main event. Yeah. And I think it outperformed the men's match too. Yeah, I was gonna say that. Um, I, I agree. This was definitely the the match of the night for me. Um, I feel like they pulled out um, moves. They, you know, I, I just feel like there was more of a story behind it um, as well. At least for me, like you know, coming in from 
uh, the outside of not really having, um, you know, much of, of what the storylines were. I felt like I was, I understood it from the beginning. You know, you can kind of feel that tension between the faces and the heels. And I think the announcers did a good job kind of explaining it as well. So I was kind of brought right into it. Uh, there were some elements of the match I didn't particularly like. Um, it's something that we kind of called out while watching it. They brought out a sledgehammer and literally hit, um, who was it? Um, was it Dakota Kai over the back? Uh, yes, it was just a straight hammer shot to the back. Yeah, yeah, sledgehammer yeah, to, to Dakota Kai. Like, that would cripple somebody. Like, mm-hmm. immobilize them. Like, that's why Triple H kind of used it as that the end to the match when he would bring it out. So, yeah. and it was, a, it was a hard strike across the back. It wasn't a weak shot whatsoever. And I, I feel like when they, they put those kinds of things into a match, it, it kind of takes away from the believability. Um, but besides, you know, they had some other weapons too. They had what, like a hammer and like, you know, things like that. Like, yeah, yeah. They had the kendo stick. They had the, the garbage can. Um, I mean, some of those things like, a garbage can isn't going to put you out. Like if someone were, if I was walking down the street and just took my garbage can and whacked you across the face with it, it's going to hurt, but it's not going to, not going to put you down <laughs> for very long. Like hitting mm-hmm. you in the face with a sledgehammer, uh, I'm going to jail. Um, <laughs> I'd probably go to jail too. If I hit you with the garbage can, that would just be kind of weird. Um, so, you know, those kinds of things kind of took away from the match a little bit, but overall I thought this was a really good match. Um, I think Indy Hartwell had some interference in there too. Um, not really a big fan of interference when it comes to a, a gimmick match like this, but I think it, it played into the storyline that they're doing. Um, and then they just had some cool spots. So I don't know if you want to talk about anything else, but yeah, the spots that really uh, were huge for me was Io Shirai's dive off the cage in the garbage can. Uh, Ember Moon's stunner onto the chair. <laughs> um, Tony powerbombing onto the garbage can. Um, a ladder powerbomb from Raquel, uh, which was really awesome as well. Um, one of the things that you mentioned with uh, Rhea, Rhea with the hammer being a bit much, I also thought it was really uh, out of place for... Um, Tony Storm to take the turnbuckle off in a steel cage. Um, I thought like exposing more steel in a steel cage was really stupid and a waste of time. But um, but it was good. Again, I would say top top match of the night. Just like forgot that. about the Dakota Kai double foot stomp onto the garbage can while yes. you know, Shirai was inside and just like flattened it. And then, and then they couldn't get her out. <laughs> that, was, that was great. Um, well, if you're if you're keeping up with us here on the recap, it was Team Shotzi versus Team Candice. Team Candice being the heels, um, and the winner of that uh, I thought was going to be Team Shotzi. You thought was going to be Team Shotzi, and it was Team Candice. Um, so a bit of a surprise there. Yeah, but you know what? As I was thinking about it, um, they needed the win more. Uh, you know, Raquel picked up the win, right? Um, and uh, I, I feel from a storyline perspective, that was the right choice. Um, yeah, a lot of people are talking about the Io Shirai dive with the garbage can. Um, and she wasn't actually the first person to do that. There's been others. You know, Great Sasuke has done that before. Uh, Sexy Eddie on the Indies, um, who summoned that Steen and Generico, or you know Kevin Owens, and uh, I don't want to. I don't want to say who he is now, but um, you know, he uh, Sexy Eddie did that in Combat Zone. I think he did a moonsault. That was pretty cool. Nice. Yep. No, uh, sexy Eddie. You gotta look up sexy Eddie. It's three X's. Look for the match where he punctures a 
uh, a vein and drinks the blood out of his arm. Yeah. All right. yeah. I mean, no, I won't. Um, <laughs> Candice LeRae ended up favoring her right arm, clearly hurt during the match. Uh, we do not have an update as of Wednesday, I think, as to what that injury is going to be. But best wishes to uh, Candice. Uh, from that point on, we moved on to uh, Tommaso uh, Champa uh, versus Timothy Thatcher. Now, for me, I am—I I didn't see enough of Timothy Thatcher moving into this. Um, I thought the match was great. Um, I thought it was um, essentially a, a kind of just a straight mat uh, clinic, uh, if you want to say that. Um, I was—I'm a little bored by the Timothy Thatcher um persona i also thought tomas tomaso coming down from the main event status to where he is now is a bit odd um but it was brutal there was some brutal stuff in there there was a brutal ddt um through the ropes i think it was kind of randy orton style right uh through the ropes um that was intense there was some bleeding from thatcher's left ear um uh what did you think yeah you know i i had seen thatcher uh quite a bit prior to him coming to nxt and I didn't know how he was going to fit in very well because his style is very mat based. It is very intense though. Um, and I think he's doing a really good job at um, making people interested in his matches. I don't know if the character is there yet. I think it's something he's still kind of working on from what I'm seeing. You know, he was never kind of a, a promo guy. He was just, I'm going to beat you down. Um, and I think him and Champa gelled really well in this match. Um, I believe you called Champa a uh, hairy Oni Lorkin, um, <laughs> which I thought was uh, pretty spot on. Um, but no, I thought it, I thought it was a really good match. Definitely a little bit different from the absolute chaos that was in the first match to a more um, grounded yeah. grounded uh, attack. There, the blood to the ear, uh, I think, was unintentional, um, and I, th- I that unintentional brought that um uh just a really fantastic element it was kind of like almost like when bret hart had stone cold in the uh sharpshooter and stone cold was bleeding from the face like that um that moment obviously there wasn't as much blood but um it just brings a, a different kind of intensity to a match so i thought that was pretty cool yeah yeah uh, at the end of the day i think the two of us uh had suspected that thatcher would win but in this case tomaso champa won by pinfall after that brutal ddt off of the middle rope yeah well i don't think it hurts thatcher because i think it proved like he's um you know he he hung in there with champa who was a very well respected um nxt veteran uh, so the fact that he took him to his limit and i think they were kind of teasing i think we were talking about like are they going to team in the future? Are they going to face off again? Like there was mm-hmm. a kind of like respect kind of stare down. Um, so we'll see. I think there's more to the story. Yeah. Uh, up next is a match style that I am not um, a big fan of was the strap match uh, between Cameron Grimes and Dexter Loomis. Um, again, the wrestling at its worst in NXT is still a really good match. Um, you know, you're not going to find too many matches that are just duds. Um, however, in saying that I'm not a huge fan of Cameron Grimes or Dexter Loomis's characters, um, or the storyline that they're going for here. I know it's, it's part comedy, it's part serious here. Um, but I just wasn't interested in it personally. Um, there was some cool moments here or there. Uh, it was fine, you know, for a strap match. I think that's always going to be a tough kind of match to do just cause yeah. you're, you're literally strapped to the other person. They've made the strap longer over the years. Um, which makes it a little better. Um, 
But for me, it was it was kind of a miss. I would still give it a passing grade for the match. Um, but for me, it was kind of a miss. Um, I'm going to disagree with you a little bit. So um, I, I, I haven't really got into the Dexter Loomis character from what I've seen. It's not a whole heck of a lot. So um, and Cameron Grimes, I like as a wrestler. Uh, I, I'm not really sure I understand the character from what I see. Like they showed the preview video and I was literally like, what the F is going on here? Um, it seemed just absolute craziness, which is okay. You, you know, you kind of have, have to have a mix in a wrestling show. So I don't mind the craziness. Um, Grimes is pretty funny at the beginning where he, he yelled at the ref. Um, I got the strap on. Uh, I just <laughs> was laughing hysterically at that. I was like, I don't know how they picked it up on the mic or why they would want to. Um, I, there were parts where I kind of zoned out in this match, but when I, they they kind of brought me back in. I thought they did a really good job with, like you said, a strat match is hard, but I, I think they did, did a, a really good job with implementing that into the match. There were some cool spots here and there, and I, I really didn't mind the match. I thought it was pretty good. Um, I think the finish was really cool. The way Dexter Loomis kind of tied the, the strap um, around Grimes while he put the submission hold on him. Um, I thought I thought they played that out really well because it, I've seen people try to put a gimmick, you know, when they try to do a submission hold and they can't figure it out. And there's like this weird awkwardness of them trying to figure it out. And he just was like, yeah, this is how I do it. And I'm going to choke you now and tap you out. Um, so I thought the match was pretty good. All right. Well, in that one, uh, Dexter Loomis uh, ended up picking up the win uh, and moving forward. Uh, next up was the NXT North American Championship between Leon Ruff, Damian Priest, and Johnny Gargano. Uh, Johnny Gargano, one of the uh, all-time NXT favorites for sure. Damian Priest, up and coming. Tall dude, reminds me a lot, and they mentioned it last night uh, or on Sunday of Razor Ramon. Uh, Scott Hall, he's got that look, got that kind of style as well, I think. Uh, but he's got that darker kind of Undertaker-esque you know, look to him i don't really understand his gimmick a lot i think the the archer thing is kind of corny um but he's a great wrestler from what i can see uh the big story here was leon ruff um you know kind of showing uh this kind of underdog um you know up against two two big dudes and then a second story that came here was the ghost face right you just said Gargano uh, was a big dude <laughs> What I say? He just said Gargano was a big dude. No, I'm sorry. I just mean like like big in, <laughs> Characters. in character. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I was like, um, you think he's smaller than us? <laughs> um, but then you know, so we had the character uh, storyline of 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 uh, rough, and then on the side there too, the ghost face figure uh, coming up again. This match was good. Um, wasn't one of my favorites of the night, but it was a good match. It was a good triple threat match, even with that uh, kind of cheap ending there. Um, but what do you think? Yeah. I love Gargano. Um, you know what he's done in NXT. He's, he's put on some classics. Mm -hmm. Priest. Um, you know, I didn't see in Ring of Honor. I had heard of him when he was there, uh, but I didn't really get to check him out. Um, I think he's really good in the in the ring. I don't understand the character. I think it's it, it kind of goes in a lot of different ways. I think they're still trying to figure out like where they want to go with that. Um, and Leon Ruff, I had only really seen in um, squash matches. You know, I know he came from Evolve and was doing his thing down there. Uh, so this is my first really chance to see what he could do. And he really, he really, um, I don't want to say surprised me, but I, I was, I was impressed by him. Um, it's probably the better word. Um, I thought he he hung in there really well. He pulled out some really cool stuff. 
um didn't botch anything like he, he just looked like he belonged so great great job by by leon ruff um he did that that was a really cool spot where damian priest um when he threw him through the glass of the barricade there mm-hmm. um, and that kind of flattened out. And then so I think someone was supposed to be holding up a second barricade and actually dropped it. <laughs> you remember that their face was like, Oh, I don't think that was supposed to happen. Um, <laughs> and then the, the mass face, uh, the guys of the mass that came out and interfering, I feel like it took away from the match uh, for me. Um, I'm not really big on these too much interference like the, now this is the second time of the night that we're seeing interference the first time being in the women's match with indy hartwell and now you have this when you have too much of the same thing um it, it takes it away f- for me and then they also had the uh the pipe um uh, almost like scott steiner's pipe again something that they did in the first match mm-hmm. when you start to do the same thing it gets boring like mix it up a little bit um so that that kind of took away from the match i think it was a it was a fine match not one of my favorites of the night but it it did its uh, i guess what they were looking to do but uh gargano won which i'm kind of surprised that i thought they would kind of put leon over as the the underdog and let him keep it and kind of run with it um you know i'm not upset that gargano wins it you know uh, kind of gives Leon a little bit of a, of a shine. Priest can move on with the whatever's going on with the mass people, and uh, Gargano can move on to something else. So, yeah. So I I have similar thoughts on that. I think it was unnecessary during um, Indy Hartwell's appearance. If that hadn't happened, this wouldn't be as annoying. Um, but what I found to be annoying was that there was a storyline happening with Leon Ruff, and there's a storyline happening with Ghostface. And I feel like they tried to do both at the same time. They should have dealt with the rough storyline first, got him out of there, and then maybe a priest Gargano later, and then have the Ghostface. Because as we know now, uh, the Ghostface attack was not about a group. It wasn't a Retribution 2.0. It ended up being Austin Theory returning uh, after quitting NXT a couple of weeks prior um and and partnering with gargano so i'm okay with the gargano um austin theory um group there now with the two of them i think uh gargano is going to be able to teach austin theory a lot um that he probably needs to learn in nxt uh something that i heard later i didn't hear it live uh, but austin theory when he pulled his mask off said it was me austin it was me all along austin which was a vince mcmahon throwback to 1999 when he was um, revealing himself, obviously in a in a first person, it was me, Austin, rather than it was me to Austin. But um, I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, I until you said it, I completely forgot that Austin Theory was under the mask. Um, just <laughs> with the rest of the show, I it completely went <laughs> over my head. Um, totally forgotten moment, which goes to show that's that's probably not a good thing. I'm with you. Uh, Ending the night was the men's war game match uh, with Team McAfee versus the Undisputed Era. Um, I have a lot to say about these two teams. Um, First off, Team McAfee. Pat McAfee is the Kurt Angle of this generation (laughs) for me. Um, For someone to come in and just get it right away. There aren't many people. Pat McAfee, Kurt Angle, Ronda Rousey. The three of them come into the WWE and and little to no training 
are doing it better than some of the people already there. Um, Pat McAfee's got the talk. Uh, Ronda Rousey did not. Um, Pat McAfee uh, has a great heel demeanor. Um, and then to side him with Pete Dunn, Danny Burke, and Oni Lorkin. First off, Danny and Oni deserve everything they're getting currently. They're one of the best um, pure tag teams uh, around. Pete Dunn is one of my favorites. I did like him with Riddle um, as well with the comedy side of things going on. But having him in a serious role like this is also really, really good. Versus my favorite team of all time, uh, the Undisputed Era. Um, literally, I'm saying of all time better than everybody else we talked about in our prior episodes. Uh, Undisputed Era, Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Roddy Strong, Bobby Fish, um, the best team. Um, I love everything about them. The music, the the hand gestures, each Jeez. wrestler individually. Hand boy much? <laughs> I am, I am. Um, but like we said in the beginning, not as good as the women's match. Uh, the women's match, I think, was, was shorter. Uh, as well uh, this match dr drained uh, in the last 10 minutes i felt uh you even made a couple comments as we were watching it it's like is this over yet uh what do you think yeah yeah um i concur with everything you said about every member on on both sides um i hadn't seen the mcafee match prior um that he had with uh i think it was adam cole i heard good Gold. things yeah Gold. um him on the microphone i have heard and you know he, he can talk the talk. Um, so I was impressed with what he could do inside the ring, even though it wasn't like anything uh, chain wrestling, but he, I mean, he, he did a moonsault through a table, like, and even though he got right up, he should have sold it a little bit. Cause he just went, you just went through a table too. Um, but those are little things, you know, he'll pick, he'll pick up on. Um, so that was kind of cool. Um, yeah. The match kind of, kind of dragged for me, which is unfortunate. Um, I think, it doesn't help that there's two war games matches. Um, I think if you're gonna have a war games pay-per-view one, I think two is too many because it's the same thing. It's almost like they do like three hell in the cell matches. It's not special anymore, mm -hmm. you know, um, or like when impact did a whole pay-per-view around cage matches, mm -hmm. like you can't overdo something, um, in, in one night. Um, so like even some of the spots, even though they're different, almost feel similar because of the appearance of it. So it kind of took away a little bit of it. Um, I forget who what who it was, but they kicked out of the Panama Sunrise. Panama Sunrise, the Adam Cole Canadian destroyer. There he does. Mm -hmm. Like I thought that was the end. I was like, oh, cool matches, and they kicked out, and I was like, oh, like you know, ten minutes too long um, mm -hmm. for me as well. So. Um, I think it was, it was fine, but you know, fortunately when you have so many members of both groups that you absolutely love, you know, you want it to be a five star <laughs> or whatever five star would, would be considered. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I, I think final thoughts here on the entire pay-per-view. Um, it was a must watch pay-per-view. I think it was definitely on a higher level, uh, than most of the pay-per-views we saw this year. Um, it, it was like you said, kind of a, a two match show here um both of the war games matches were what people were tuning in for um both of them were great um as we said earlier the women's match was probably a little better if only for the fact that it was a little less time um but uh i thought all the all the matches were good um 
you know, my predictions weren't very good, but I think you and I haven't been following NXT as closely as uh, we had in the past. Um, and uh, so that probably didn't help. But um, top stars of the show for me, um, Undisputed Era, um, if we're going to go back to the women's match, uh, Io Shirai for sure was a standout. Um, Tony Storm, uh, always a standout for me. Um, and then um, that, that's that's pretty much my, my I, big ones there. Um, my picks are going to be a little different. So yeah, Io Shirai with the moment of the night, I think, with the, you know, the garbage can dive. But I think Raquel Gonzalez um, really stood out in that match. I think they really pushed her well. Um, and she's, um, she fit in. Um, mm-hmm. I think, you know, you're talking about like all these other women's wrestlers. Like a lot of people don't talk about Ra- Raquel Gonzalez. Um, and I, I think she's shut a lot of people up and said, you know, <laughs> here I am. Uh, so I think she did a fantastic job. Um, yeah. So I think she's, she's probably going to, Pat McAfee, like, yeah. Dude's been gold so far. Like, <laughs> give him the ball, let him kick it. Yeah, yeah, because he was a punter. Get it? <laughs> all right. Yeah. All all three people will enjoy that. That <laughs> mistake. Well, that's for a future episode. So just know that's a call forward. Um, mercy. So. Um, Return on the Mac. Yeah, we are. If, you'll enjoy. Yeah, so this is this is bonus episode <laughs> eight point five. Um, but in the future episode. 11 if i'm not mistaken uh is going to be our top 2000s rock radio uh if we're wearing the same clothes if you're watching the video version that is the one that we taped prior to this um so a little out of order but we wanted to get this one out because nxt war games just happened a couple days ago um and so hopefully while you're listening to this this is still within the week uh that nxt war games had happened the next nxt kind of uh special uh, is on um, the 6th of January, I think. It's New Year's Evil, which I think is an old WCW pay-per-view, if I'm not mistaken, um, or something to that effect. Um, but anyways, thank you for joining us on the bonus episode. This is a little shorter, only a little. Um, and uh, you know, feel free to hit us up on Facebook, uh, Spotify, uh, Instagram, uh, YouTube, all of that um, for, for all of your episodes in the past there. Um, hit us up for any future uh, tournaments you'd like to see us do. Um, and then also don't forget, we've got music out as well. V rap and RJ gun music available on YouTube and Spotify. So anyways, I think that's it for the day. Enjoy your night. We'll catch you on the flip side. Flippy flop. <laughs>